Day number 121. 21. All right, day 121. It's hard to believe how long this has been. But day 134 since Joe Biden promised he wouldn't do it. Uh, there actually is an article today. The mob has mostly turned the page as well. The media mob, the big tech mob. Remember, the Biden administration assured the American people, getting our citizens, our allies, green card holders, families out, a top priority until everybody that wants to leave is allowed to go. Well, we have an update progress report, a little shocking from the Washington Post. Since the final military plane departed on August the 31st, Biden administration officials from the president on down have repeatedly pledged to continue helping all at-risk Afghans left behind. The report goes on, but the fairly indiscriminate Fire hose of departures in August has now become a painfully slow drip of prioritized passengers. U.S. organized charter flights that began in late September have evacuated only about 3,000 Afghans compared with the tens of thousands in August. The administration says the process is now limited by the realities on the ground. Well, wait a minute. I thought you trusted the Taliban. Didn't they say they trusted the Taliban? We trust the Taliban. Oh, no, no, they're working with us, he said. Uh, Anyway, along with the constraints of U.S. immigration law, its own capacity to deal with the situation. No, they've been abandoned. But nobody else wants to talk about it. Nobody, nobody, nobody in the mob, the media. I care about them. They're our American family. You know, it's interesting to watch the media mob spin. Mark Meadows admits in his book that, that they tried to get the National Guard on January the 6th. And that Donald Trump said this, apparently, in his interview with O'Reilly at one of his tour stops this past weekend in Florida. And Meadows, um, you know, now has tried to cooperate with the with the, you know, Liz Cheney predetermined outcome. January 6th committee ignore the other five hundred and thirty five riots over the summer that killed dozens of people, injured thousands of cops, billions of dollars in property damage. They don't care about that one because the real motive is to purge the Republican Party of Trump, which is why they kicked off Jim Jordan and Jim Banks. But I digress. Anyway, so like this is a bet. See, this is an admission. They knew they planned the trouble. Well, if they planned the trouble, why would they plan for the trouble to be squashed by the National Guard? Ask yourself that question. Number two, because this has been confirmed by other people as well. Um, if the president now, why would the, why would a president think that with tens of thousands of people going to our nation's capital and saying that they are going to march on Washington after the summer that they just went through of five hundred and thirty five riots? Why wouldn't that be the most logical answer to be prepared rather than unprepared or ill prepared as, you know, city after city? Uh, was was being devastated by the rioting that took place in t- the summer of 2020. That would be the responsible thing to do. Not evidence that they somehow conspired to, to get people to raid the Capitol. Many of you will now peacefully and patriotically march to the Capitol where your voices will be heard so, so that your voices may be heard. How is that a call for violence? You know what this is? This is Liz Cheney. Now aligning with the very people that called her father a a murderer, war criminal, and a crook. And she's buying into an an aiding and abetting the worst foreign policy disaster of Joe Biden. 
just to purge the party of Trump. But it looks like she's going to be purged before Donald Trump is. Uh, we'll see. Anyway, uh, a lot to talk about today. Glad you're with us. Uh, ABC News poll conducted between December 10th and 11th. Today's the 13th, showing only 28 percent of those surveyed approve of Biden's handling of inflation. How, how could not everybody be disgusted by this? It's a 39 year high. It hasn't been this bad since 1982. There are many of you in this audience that weren't alive in 1982. Majority also disapprove of Biden's, you know, what he's done on crime. How could you approve what he's done on crime? Nothing. He's been a part of the defund, dismantle, no bail madness because he supports the no bail laws like they have in New York. On the issue of gun violence, only 33 percent approval rating for Joe, 66 percent disapproval rating. Uh, on crime, Biden, 36 percent approval rating, 61 percent disapproval. Climate changing, he's, he's doing better there. 46% approve, 51 disapprove. And, you know, there's a lot of people that have been indoctrinated into this madness. Anyway, on you look at all of these polls, it is an unmitigated disaster. 28% is handling on the economy, inflation. Yeah, that would be a, a crisis of monumental proportions as he gets horrific numbers on all of these issues. Uh, Lee Zeldin said a good chance that Joe Biden avoided the Army Navy game. There was a Navy upset in this game uh, this year uh, because he feared let's go Brandon chanting. Why would he care? If you're a president, you got to be able to withstand attacks. It goes without saying. Kamala Harris announcing that companies are committed to Central America investment. Wow. Why, why do we give we we are going bankrupt Where's this $1.2 billion she's talking about coming from? You know, following a similar round worth $750 million announced by companies that they have enticed to do this. Uh, Kamala Harris got taken apart by Peggy Noonan, who herself I, seems pretty anti-Trump to me, offering suggestions this week in an op-ed in the Wall Street Journal that she needs to get serious. Democrats, she urged Democrats to get serious. Kamala predicament. She seems unprepared, unfocused, unserious during her visit to Guatemala, Mexico. I, I just wonder what she's doing. It appears that the White House, you know, everyone thinks this is coming from conservatives. It's really coming from Democrats. They're the ones not happy with Kamala Harris. You know, she says it's these are ridiculous headlines and there won't be a distraction, you know, about her. These headlines. Well, then Kamala Harris sat down for an image boosting interview a lighthearted interview with her hometown newspaper. I'm sure that was an important one. It was published Sunday by the San Francisco Chronicle, sidestepping any questions about the reported turmoil in her office. We saw this at Bob Dole's funeral. It looked like they didn't even say hello to each other, meaning Joe and Kamala Harris. Um, and I think it's even worse than you think. I mean, that you, you look at all the staffers that have announced their departures, including the Kamala Harris's communications director, uh, Simone Sanders, a top aide serving uh, as a senior advisor and chief spokesperson. These are high-profile people saying they're being bullied in a hostile work environment. Don't take my word for it. That's what they're saying. Um, never let a crisis go to waste. We'll talk to Joe Bastardi at the bottom of the hour. But almost immediately, Democrats started using this disaster down in Kentucky. And by the way, I, I, I cannot believe 
uh, the devastation that I saw here. I mean, I watched the governor, Andy uh, Bashir on Sunday, talking about entire towns are wiped out. If you look at the pictures, I, I just you, you can't even believe it. I think they had 30 uh, tornadoes touched down. Um, nobody expected it. The strangest thing in some of the pictures are, and I don't know why, but we'll ask Joe Bastardi, you know, on one block, every house is, is decimated except sometimes one or two. And I, I don't know why. We don't know yet. We don't have a final tally on, on how many people we lost here, but it is so tragic. Scores dead, missing after tornadoes barrel across. It was actually went across five separate states, more than 30 tornadoes late Friday and early on Saturday. And but then, of course, there's the predictable race to politicize something. And Biden said he's going to be briefed on the storm damage. Mayorkas toward the devastation. Um, and I guess they declared a, a natural disaster area. Uh, then you had the FEMA administrator pushing climate change agenda. This is our new normal. Then the FEMA boss saying that storms like Kentucky tornadoes will be the new normal. Oh, okay. As the New York Post said in their editorial, don't buy the pseudoscience uh, hype over tornadoes and climate change. You know, this, the, you know, the predictable suspects rushing to suggest that these deadly tornadoes are yet another reason the world needs to do more about climate change. Where, where is the science? I like to follow the science on this because they say the science is in and and there's no room for any debate on this science. Well, Joe Bastardi can tell you every storm that ever happened in the history of this country. We'll ask him, have we seen this before? And even Biden himself, it's the consequence of the warming. Is there any evidence of that? Any scientific evidence? Um, and then other liberals on Twitter, politicians, celebrities pointing the finger at climate change. I wonder how many of them fly around in their private jets, which I don't have a problem with, except that they don't want us to own an SUV. It's it's so ridiculous. Uh, apparently, Pete Buttigieg's husband is mad and mocking the Biden administration for restarting the student loan payments. That's getting a lot of chatter online. Um, but we have a lot of, you know, we're now heading into a period where I am very concerned about where this all ends with the economy. We'll have Lindsey Graham on today. Lindsey Graham insisted they get rid of the accounting gimmicks and build back better New Green Deal socialism. And I gave you the numbers last week. And just like Penn Wharton and just like a no, number of other studies, when you take away these accounting gimmicks, when you take away the, you know, the sunset provisions, which will never exist, and you get the true number, the number is much higher than what they're telling us. They say it's one point seven five trillion. No, it ends up being. 5.1 trillion uh, or if you prefer Penn Wharton 4.8 trillion and 3 trillion it, it adds to the def the deficit the debt we can't afford that as a country i mean i'd like to be able to afford everything we can't so that's going to add 3 trillion to the deficit if in fact it's made permanent which is their intention the white house jen saki kamala harris joe biden chucky schumer Nancy Pelosi, they've all been lying. They need to stop lying about Build Back Better and the cost. They need to stop lying and say this is going to fix the inflation problem. Even Obama economists are warning that this bill will make inflation work uh, worse 
uh, and the stimulus that they use caused the inflation. I mean, Larry Summers has been very outspoken. He's out there again this weekend. And Steve Ratner, Obama's former auto czar. They've both been warning this weekend in an interview with Bloomberg News when asked during the interview if, if Build Back Better will worsen inflation. Summer's response was, I think the inflation rate would be slightly higher in 2022, 2023 with Build Back Better than it would be without the Build Back Better. So that he's talking about years now of inflation at a 39-year high. Well, who does that disproportionately impact? Just like the higher cost of energy, who does that disproportionately impact? The poor and the middle class, they can't afford this. Everything we buy at every store costs more. And they're trying to get this done by Christmas. How's Democrats' doomsday prediction on the party divide? They, they, they're out killing each other. If we don't hang together, we'll hang separately. MSDNC is in, a, in their own spiral downward, like fake news CNN, because people realize that they've been lied to repeatedly by these groups. Anyway, we'll get to all that. Uh, we'll ask Joe Bastardi uh, about the pseudoscience of these climate alarmists coming up. 800-941-SEAN is our number. play this later but i love left-wing democrats i got a montage we played it last week on hannity um on friday and a montage of democrats it's a gold standard the cbo congressional budget office nonpartisan numbers released friday build back better new green deal socialism yeah it adds three trillion to the deficit and it adds uh it's uh, it's not 1.75 it's not being paid for and it's 5.1 trillion when you take away the accounting gimmicks. Now every Democrat is against it. Jen Psaki, I'll play it later. She was trashing it. You have a Congressional Progressive Caucus chair uh, is literally uh, firing the latest salvo against the budget office scoring, you know, calling it fictional, arguing the office itself is outdated. CBO scores are outdated to start with in terms of, of how they assess data. What? Oh, they hate the fact that they're they got caught with their accounting gimmicks. It adds three trillion to the deficit. You know, that's why Lindsey Graham said, uh, get rid of the accounting gimmicks. And they got to stop lying about what they're telling the American people. They're lying to you. And the big the big question we don't have answered yet comes will come from Joe Manchin. Biden is meeting with Manchin, apparently in in an attempt to twist his arm and call the bully pulpit of the presidency to see if he can get Manchin's vote. Looks like Manchin is the only thing standing in the way of this insanity. Doesn't matter. Lawrence Summers, Steve Ratner, Obama's fiscal guys, they're both saying, don't do it. Bad idea. You know, how did they get it wrong so bad? How are they in such disarray and nobody wants to talk about it from spending bills, vaccine mandates? They don't know where they stand as a party. It's just that everything that they're doing on the border with COVID, foreign policy, energy, you name it, it's getting worse and worse and worse. That's the one thing that's consistent. All right. We'll uh, talk about the Democrats blaming climate change for the tornadoes next. Holding 
answers no one else does. America deserves to know the truth about Congress. All right, 25 now until the top of the hour, 800-941-SEAN, our number, if you want to be a part of the program. I mean, I, lo- I look at these pictures and this devastation and and homes being uprooted and just blasted. I mean, I I can't believe you had these 30 tornadoes reported late Friday, early Saturday morning. Um, I'm so sorry for the people that have been impacted by by all of this. Um, you have in Illinois, at least six people killed. I mean, these numbers keep going up. Uh, you had that Amazon warehouse north of St. Louis, four deaths confirmed in Tennessee, two in Arkansas, Missouri, Kentucky just got whacked. You know, well over a hundred people probably died in that state alone. We don't even have a final number. I don't even want to give it to one, but what's really upsetting to me is that People almost immediately, but sadly, predictably, you know, race towards advancing a political agenda. It's sort of like Rahm Emanuel, dead fish, as I used to call him. You know, he'd be out there, never let a crisis go to waste. You have the head of FEMA pushing the climate change agenda by saying, this is our new normal. Okay, I'm not really sure. You know, it starts with President Biden, his comments on down, usual suspects rushing to suggest that these deadly tornadoes are yet another reason the world needs to do more about climate change. By the way, it's the same Joe Biden. Um, just for just so we know, it's the same Joe Biden that is begging OPEC to produce more oil. Well, how does that impact the world's climate? What does that do? What's it? What difference does it make if you're drilling for oil in, in the Middle East or drilling for oil in Russia or getting gas out of Russia versus the United States. That never made sense to me in any way. You know, every natural disaster, there are days, flooding, hurricanes, heat waves, drought, etc. Now, the one guy that has studied climate, he could probably tell you off the top of his head how many hurricanes took place in 1936 is weatherbell.com's uh, Joe Bastardi, the official meteorologist of this program, uh, Biden suggesting the storms are a consequence of the warming that goes on. The FEMA chief says it's the new normal. You have other liberals all over Twitter. Eric Swalwell using the tragedy to take a shot at Rand Paul representing Kentucky. I mean, and it goes on from there. All the predictable people. ABC News, you know, explaining was the tornado outbreak related to climate change. Well, why do you think they're doing it in the middle of Build Back Better, New Green Deal Socialism? Oh, okay. Let's, 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 here's a tragedy. Let's say it was caused by this. Is there any science behind their statements is the question. Joe Bastardi is with us. In 1936, what was the worst hurricane, do you know? Or 1929, pick a year. it It approached Cape Hatteras from the southeast. And then recurved. It was a major hurricane. 36 was actually a little bit of a break compared to what was going on. 33, 34, 35, 38, of course, a great New England hurricane. Uh, by the way, since 1938 to 1991, Long Island was hit on average once every seven years by a landfalling hurricane. Long Island and New England, since then, 31 years, no landfalling hurricanes. Remember, Henri uh, fell apart, or it was not quite a hurricane when it made landfall. Uh, this is exactly opposite 
of their missive, just like this is here. The president spoke and apparently doesn't even look at the uh, charts that NOAA has about the decrease in strong tornadoes uh, over the last 30 to 40 years. You have to understand, folks, that cold is necessary for a lot of tornadic activity. You need clash. The reason we saw this, and this is the second season, we have a distinct second season, and every severe weather meteorologist knows about this. All right, it occurs in November and December because the mid and upper levels of the atmosphere are starting to get into their winter mode. So there's more and more cold air showing up. We had a big snowstorm go off in Nebraska all the way on up into uh, the Great Lakes with this same storm that produced the severe weather to the south. So there was a big cold trough coming in, intersecting with what what is a little bit warmer than normal low-level warm air. Okay, let's not the, the Gulf is the Gulf is warmer than normal. I believe I believe that that helps supply some of the energy for this, but the sustaining of it, the idea that this uh, supercell went close to 350 miles has to do with the upper air configuration also. What is this second season I talk about? I just described it. This is this is the nightmare that tornado forecasters still have. Because the tornadoes in the second season, November and December, don't generally occur during the day. They occur at night when people are asleep. Why is that? Well, for one, they're not driven exactly by the same forcing, the heating of the day that we see during the springtime, right? The sun's up 12, 15 hours, right? It's up only eight, nine hours now. It is driven by these atmospheric events that are occurring and the low-level warm air that's still available because we've got to remember, the oceans cool slower than the land, so the Gulf is still quite warm at this time of the year. So you get that inflow, and you get this, the Shreveport-Bogia City tornado, December 3rd, 1978, for instance, same kind of situation. There are dozens of tornadoes like this. But what was so incredible about this was, the like the, like the tri-state tornado in 1925, the length that this stayed on the ground. Now, as far as the EPA administrator, I have heard a lot of statements before. Some I disagree with. Some I say, well, I don't think the person is, is looking at the weather. That statement could be as far out as I've heard anyone say, a new normal. Let me ask this. Let me, let me get this historical perspective because your, your knowledge base is phenomenal. Here's my question. Because if you go back to the 70s, we were being told by Newsweek and Time magazine that the next ice age is coming. Then it became all about global warming. Then global warming didn't quite work out the way some people thought. So they they now shifted. And and basically, if it rains, it's climate change. If it doesn't rain, it's climate change. If you have hurricane activity, it's climate change. If you don't have it, it's all climate change, et cetera, et cetera. But there is an ebb and flow, a natural ebb and flow to the Earth's yes. temperature that has been measured now. And and it maybe go into the explanation of how that's part of it. And do you believe in any way that human activity causes the climate to shift dramatically, change enough to go into the area of these dire predictions we got 12 years left, two years ago, say, by AOC? No, well, we, we are... We are um sort of prisoners of the climate. It's arrogant to think that you can control an almost infinite system. That's just sheer arrogance. And what happens is people in their natural state and uh, 
that wish to strive for more than what they are latch on to these things and think that they can then take control and somehow improve the value of their of their lives. Yeah, you know, my daughter my daughter once said to me, Dad, the reason why people will latch on to this these things is because they know deep down inside maybe there's something that they're supposed to be doing that they're not they're not actually doing, so they go to something else, a bigger thing something that can never possibly have an answer, an eternal road where there's no answer and there's no, there's no final answer, Sean, there's no wrong answer. What I wanted to say about the EPA administrator, are you trying to tell the American public that what happened, a one in 96 year event is now going to occur almost every year? Is that your forecast? All right. Because it seems to me, if you're saying that that's the new normal, and by the way, I'm already telling clients I think next spring is going to be a big tornado season across the United States. We can see these things coming six to nine months in advance because of the overall pattern. Okay, so that's a different that's a but different let, story. Let, let me ask the question another way. I want to I want to really focus you like a laser beam here. In other words, we have throughout history of measuring weather, we've had years where we have a lot of hurricane activity. And then we've had years where there's been a lull in hurricane activity. And then we've seen um, years where there's a lot of tornadoes taking place and years where there's far less. Um, So there is a a historical pattern to these things. Um, Is there anything that you see man-made at all in any way that impacts these patterns? No, what I I believe is that we we are like I said prisoner not prisoners we we progress we adapt to what the climate's doing. Can I say definitely that the influx the input of some CO two into the atmosphere hasn't had any effect at all? No, but are we looking at the least common denominator, or are we looking at the entire general picture uh, and and then adapting to that general picture? By the way, I want to say something. The next big thing you're going to hear about is probably in the Philippines. Despite a record low year so far for typhoon landfalls in the, in the biggest basin, which is the, the Western Pacific, a super typhoon may hit the Philippines Thursday or Friday, and you'll hear about that. And then I'll tell you, we've, we've off to a warm start, especially in the center part of the country of the winter. When this flips around, and I believe it's going to flip around big time, all right, you'll hear about that too. It's the same thing as the Texas freeze. Every single thing is weaponized which is why that was the greatest piece of advice you ever gave me, brother, to tell me to write that book, because you're seeing the weaponization of the weather for this phony agenda right in front of you. And, and, and President Biden should actually look at the facts, and his, his, for, his people should not let him go out there and say those things. I'm on the TV side tonight. We're going to show the graphics about how wrong that statement was especially compared to this year. We've had record low hail amounts this year, near record low wind and tornadoes this year. So you had this one major event, and they're capable of occurring. And, folks, i got to tell you something. Nighttime tornadoes. The National Weather Service has done an unbelievable job at limiting deaths. Think about all the uh, uh, people that are living in Tornado Alley now and how few deaths there are compared to what they used to be. This is the first 100-plus uh, death with tornadoes, I think, in over 40 years with, with a single tornado like this. But when they come at night, they're bull whips out of the sky, and it's very, very difficult 
to have that kind of advanced warning when you're sitting in your house, you're going to sleep, and you're not thinking that these things are coming like you do in the spring. Well, this is why you wrote wrote this. You believe that your book was called The Weaponization of Weather in the Phony Climate War, and you believe that this is politicized. Now, we're in the middle of debating. I'm sorry? My goodness, yes. And, and you know what really gets me? You know, I mean, you know me. I've loved the weather since I was three. Why do you drag no, the you're, weather? By the way, everyone needs to know you're a lunatic. I mean, you're a crazy storm chaser. Um, I, I don't know yeah. how many tornadoes you drove towards while everybody else in their right mind was moving away from them. You were going towards them. Um, and you love to be in the middle of hurricanes. And this has been your life's passion. And you study it. And, the, you know, but you're one of the few people, meteorologists, that actually has this encyclopedic knowledge of, of every storm, every tornado, every hurricane that has taken place for decades and decades and decades. Yeah, well, you don't know. None of us know the future. Only God knows the future. But he gives us he gives us a hint that history can uh, help solve the mystery by knowing the past. My father taught me that. So the foundation you stand on today was built yesterday to reach for tomorrow. If I know what happened yesterday and I see that weather pattern showing up, like we did with the Texas freeze, we saw 1899 from a week away. The weather We have weather maps back to 1899, right? I say, you see that, you say, okay, we, can, we have all these great tools today. We can link them up. But you can't just cut the past and ask everybody to forget what happened yesterday because what happens is if you don't have, you know, it's, I mean, it's like you don't have something to stand on. Guess what? You're going to fall for anything. And that is what is happening. And that's why it's a phony uh, as far as as far as uh, weather and climate certainly aren't phony. But what they're using it for is not what you're being. Well, that's told. what I was saying. We're now in the the middle of this bill. And I know that there's going to be a lot of arm twisting of Joe Manchin and build back better new Green Deal socialism. A lot of it is predicated oh on what you say is pseudoscience um, and that there is a natural ebb and flow. And, you know, it's a little ironic, and I only have about 30 seconds. I mean, what difference does it make for the in terms of the, of the planet if you drill in Saudi Arabia or you drill in Russia or you drill in the U.S.? Why wouldn't we be energy independent until unless and until they have a cheaper, better, cleaner form of energy, which I would support? And then you turn around and laugh as the energy secretary at a problem that you're creating. And I'll tell you what, if this cold comes gangbusters, like I think it's going to between December 20th and January 20th, we're going to see some really cold air into the U.S. There's going to be some real problems. And I just hope people are ready. You know what? I'm rooting against my own forecast, brother, because I don't want to see that. Weaponization of weather, Joe Bastardi, uh, weatherbell.com. Appreciate you being with us. If I don't talk to you before Christmas, Merry Christmas, my friend. All right. God bless you. Merry Christmas, everyone.